Hi, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is We The Italian News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Friday, December 11. In an effort to find positive things in the midst of the second wave of the contagion, we can celebrate the fact that yesterday we surpassed one million Italians cured of the virus. We are looking for data that give hope because unfortunately the number of daily deaths continues to remain very high unbearable. Another problem related to the health emergency in Italy is the lack of doctors. Thousands of new Italian doctors do not know when they will be able to start specializing in hospital wards at a critical time for the nation and health system at the current one, as the current one with the pandemic. What is specialization? The degree course in medicine and surgery in Italy lasts six years. After graduation, you are a full-fledged doctor, but to practice in the national health service, you need to specialize. To do that, you must participate in the national competition, and if you win, attend the chosen specialization course, which lasts from two to five years. In the hospital, the resident doctors cannot replace the general practitioners, but only work under the supervision of a tutor. The Ministry of University has not yet published the final ranking of the competition, which lasts September, already two months later than in previous years. About 24,000 doctors had participated, necessary to attend specialization courses and then start the first working experience in hospitals. According to the programs, the starting date of the courses was to be December 30, 2020, but the results of the competition are blocked due to appeals and delays that followed. In the last days, there have been protests and demonstrations which, with requests to unblock specialization. While the Italian bureaucracy stops everything, there is a lack of doctors in the hospitals and those who there are there make double and triple, triple shifts in the middle of a pandemic. It is a perfect example of what should be done immediately to improve, it, to improve Italy. Less bureaucracy, more speed and fairness and justice, meritocracy. It is decades that everyone in Italy knows that this is what is needed, but nobody wants or succeeds in achieving it. Today, with the pandemic, we pay the consequences even more. Now, yesterday, this wonderful country that is Italy suffered a terrible, terrible blow to our morale, to our mood. This awful year has taken Paolo Rossi away from us. Who was Paolo Rossi for the Italians? There is a song from the 80s that has a line that explains it. Paolo Rossi era un ragazzo come noi, which means Paolo Rossi was a boy like us. In a country where everyone has a nickname, his was Pablito, the diminutive of Pablo, which means Paolo in Spanish. Media gave it to him during the 1978 World Cup in Argentina. Pablito was a soccer player. The 70s in Italy were marked by terrorism, murders, earthquakes, bombings, economic and political crisis. The 80s had begun the same way and Italy was a stricken, hurt, almost hopeless, sad country. Even the soccer world had been shocked by a scandal. Some players had sold some matches for money to those who ran an illegal betting ring. Among the players involved and condemned was Paolo Rossi, whose only fault was not to rat out one of his teammates thinking that it was all a joke. That was all. <clears throat> but he was sentenced uh, guilty. The police arrested the footballers, the soccer players, directly on the field, interrupting the games in front of tens of thousands of amazed spectators. Imagine that. Pavarossi was banned from the field for two years and returned just two months before the 1982 World Championship, but he was out of shape. The coach of the Italian national team 
Enzo Berzot waited for him and called him among the players who would play for Italy, attracting protests and criticism from everyone in Italy. Everyone in Italy was against Berzot and Rossi. Berzot defended him during the first three games of the World Championship, in which Rossi, who was the number nine, the center forward, played very badly. But the coach believed in him and made him play against Maradona's Argentina and then against a Brazil full of incredible champions. Italy won the first match and then arrived at the match with Brazil with one, only one result to go ahead. We had to win. It was July 5, 1982, and I assure you that all Italians who were born remember where they were in those 90 minutes. <coughs> Rossi scored three goals. Rossi, Rossi, Rossi and then two in the next match against Poland, and then the first goal in the final that Italy won against Germany, which at that time was still West Germany. We were, we were world champions. Paolo Rossi took by the hand and Italy that wanted to rise up to win and above all to have fun. He united Italy again and allowed us to celebrate, to come out of the sad years, to be proud. I'm not kidding, Paolo Rossi changed the history of Italy and in the history of this country, those who have done so in a positive way are not so many. <clears throat> the flags were waving and it was the comeback kid with the most common surname in Italy, Rossi, who made us win. He had a slim but very fast physique, not all muscles like today's soccer forwards. Paolo Rossi was the protagonist of a typical Italian story, he, a great talent, an unfair accusation that had unjustly crippled him. Tenacity, a wise old man who had seen him, in him something different and better. The criticism of envious and angry people, his stubbornness and resilience, the explosion of his talent that showed that we the Italians are the best in the world. The acclamation as a popular hero even by those who had attacked him for years. With no vanity, no arrogance, no rancor from him, but his simplicity with which he always responded with a huge, big smile. After 1982, for years, if you were an Italian all over the world, people would, would wave at you saying, Paolo Rossi! One of the most famous photos in the history of recent Italy depicts the return trip on the plane after the final. There are two players, Zoff and Causio, sitting together with coach Berzot and, and president of the Republic, Pertini. They are playing for the cup, which is there in plain sight on the table at a game of Neapolitan cards, like four friends at the bar enjoying a glass of wine in a small town in the Italian province. There is all of Italy in that photo, tradition and talent, simplicity and conviviality. Paolo Rossi was only 64 years old and his death took everyone by surprise in this awful period because no one knew he was ill. I was 13 years old in 1982. We didn't have internet, cell phones, social media. Our heroes were them, the world champions, and he was the symbol of that team. At that time, I'm not exaggerating, Paolo Rossi was Clark Kent, who had become Superman and had saved Italy. This curious year seems to want to tear us from every moment of joy we have lived in our life. It seemed to, to want to take away the color of the days in which we were happy, in which we hugged each other. In this black and white world, masks and distances, even the memory of joy becomes almost subversive, almost unnatural. Paolo Rossi gave Italians the most important moment of collective joy they can remember. 
Paolo Rossi era un ragazzo come noi, he was a boy like us, and along with him died a small part of each of us who were already born in that summer of 1982. So Pablito, thank you very much for the really huge joy you gave to Italy, to all of us, and rest in peace. Please stay healthy, please stay safe. I'll see you back again here on With Italian News on Monday. My name is Umberto Mucci. Ciao from Rome.